Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host, Ed Birdslaw. Mr. Birdslaw, how you doing? Happy Friday. Oh, man, Adam. Nine o'clock, on a, oh, almost 10 o'clock now on a Friday. I could say that I've had a few beverages tonight and I am just feeling excellent. I have just, oof. I don't think I've ever been happier to do a Friday night podcast than I am right now, knowing that I am a few alcoholic beverages deep and I am just feeling excellent. How about you, sir? Well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because do you know what my cousin got me for Hanukkah this year? What did your cousin get you for Hanukkah this year? He got me a decanter. What an excellent gift. I've never had one. I've barely even seen one in the wild. Like, there's no fucking way I can I could even get like I, I, there are so few places to even get liquor in Provo anyway. <laughs> Fair. But it's a, so it was a, a really nice decanter set that came with a couple of glasses. And yeah, so it was that is nice. an outstanding gift. Apparently it was on sale. So good for him. That's fantastic. You got to save some money while getting you a nice gift. That, that, yeah. That's fantastic. I think that he thinks that I'm an alcoholic because every like all of my birthdays, except for like a couple, like one year he got me a Sam Darnold jersey, which I think is cursed. Uh, that no, that's definitely a sign of alcoholism if you're going to willingly uh, wear a Sam Darnold jersey. He, uh, one year he got me a Henrik Lundqvist jersey. That is not a sign of alcoholism. That is a great choice. That is a healthy choice. But for graduation, he and his then girlfriend got me whiskey. And for my birthday, I think a couple of years ago, he got me whiskey and now a decanter for Hanukkah. As I swirl my whiskey bottle right now, Sancha, happy Hanukkah. Thank you. It's almost over, unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely do not need more alcohol in my system tonight, but it's okay. It happens. But anyway, it's it looks Friday. really cool. I mean, I've, like I said, I've never seen a decanter in the wild, so it's kind of kind of interesting. And now you have one in your possession. I didn't even know that that's what they were called. I thought they were just like glasses that you hold alcohol in or whatever. No, it's called a decanter. Yeah. And it's it's much more classy looking. It is than much just more putting a bottle looking. out there. It, <laughs> it it makes it makes you look like a classy alcoholic instead of uh, you know a, sh- a shitty shady alcoholic. Yeah, I mean. Listen, you know, 40 ounce in a paper bag or whiskey in a decanter. I think I know what I'm choosing. <laughs> There's now, a I, line. I now, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how a, uh, how a, um, oh, what are those stupid things called? Um, the, the, the hard seltzers. What the fuck are those things called? A white claw. I don't know how a white claw tall boy would look in a, in a decanter, but I do know how a white claw tall boy looks in a brown paper bag. And let me tell you, when you're taking that drunk train home from Penn Station at 2.30 in the morning and you need a little something to just kind of, you know, keep you alive or put you to sleep, God bless those brown paper bags. Let me tell you, they are excellent. One thing I do not miss from working at the fan slash CBS Sports Radio is being the only sober person, one of maybe three sober people on that 3 a.m. train. I would say that you are the only person and maybe the only other sober beings on that train would be people that are coming from the same building as you are. If that even exists. I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, it sucks. Also it's all, it always sucks when you like see friends there and they're like, 
oh, what are you, what are you doing? You have fun plans on Saturdays? Like, no, I was at work. I got to watch the Ranger game or whatever. I mean, which is not terrible, but like, or I got to watch the fucking shitty Thursday night. I had to watch like Titans Jaguars or whatever. Uh, well, at the very least, the Titans Jaguars game on a Thursday night could probably be tied to Derrick Henry rushing for over 200 yards in one of those games. Odds are, odds are, I'm just making, I'm just making a careful assumption that that is probably what has happened given out of the 200 yard games that Derrick Henry has had, multiple have come against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, literally he is like Chipper Jones against the Mets and it sucks. Very much so. Very, very, very much so. If Derrick Henry plays the Jags, he's bound to get three touchdowns. It's just like, the lock of the century, as Greg Kaplan would say. Spe- speaking of Greg Kaplan, good good friend of ours, good friend of ours. Um, I wish I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one. I'm gonna steal one here from uh, from from Greg. I need you to fill in the blank with with the following sentence I'm about to ask you. Okay. I am feeling blank about the Mets signing Max Scherzer. <laughs> I'm giving you the opportunity because you know what. You Mets fans have suffered through a lot. I hate all of you, but at the same time, I understand that these moments don't come around all too often. And by the time that you see Max Scherzer actually pitching for the Mets, he may be 38 years old, if not 39. I don't know when his birthday is off the top of my head. I am feeling ecstatic. Beautiful. About the Mets signing Max Scherzer because the, it proves that we're, I mean, obviously we're in a win now mode because you're you, always going to be in a win now mode with Lindor's that man with that man and his, and his funds. Yes. And I, didn't, I, I truly didn't realize how ugly Steve Cohen is. He's ugly. What an awful thing to say. His money couldn't buy him a new face. What an awful thing. To, that man is the pride of great neck, New York, a town, two towns over from me. He, he may be the pride of great neck, New York, but guess what? The pride of great neck, New York doesn't mean you're hot. He is not. Let, well, me, let me tell you. Let me tell you that man. Mm. Hey, you know what they say, Adam? That man is a family. How dare you? You know what they say, Adam? If you ain't cute, you better be rich. I just, okay. He's one of those things. And it ain't cute. I mean, how many middle-aged people with adult children? You're like, you know what? That guy is sexy. Tom Brady. Ew. Tom Brady is a sexy man. Is Tom Brady middle-aged? I mean, he's 40. He's 42. Yeah, that's middle-aged. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And his his oldest son, I think, is... I think he's like 15 now. The one that he had with... Um, oh, the actress from Blue Bloods. Uh, Bridget Monaghan. Oh, his first wife. Yeah. Yeah, I know they weren't even married. I don't, I don't even think they were married. His girlfriend. Lover. Let's just say lover. His gumar. His gumar. Yes, there you go. There you go, Adam. So you're learning. Is there... you have to be, wait, Is... do you have to be married for that to have a gumar? Um, I mean, well, having a gumar means you just have someone on the side. So no. No, okay. you don't have to be married, but you need to have like a, actually no, a main, that's true. you need to have like a main squeeze. 
you know, Ralph Sofferato had a, had a bunch of gumas, so and he wasn't married. So I guess that answers that. Yeah, he, you need you just need to have one one main squeeze, and you need to have extensions of the main squeeze. You know, and then then that's your gumar. I did not think we were going to be going down this road. Is there is there a a Yiddish word for uh, gumad? No, why? I'm I'm just curious. I'd have to look it up, but I'm sure I, there I'm, is. I am just curious, Adam. You are you are my one true connection to uh, Yiddish and to the Hebrew people. I, I I need I need answers. There probably is. I mean, just like I'm your connection to the Italian people. Well, now I have mul- now I have multiple. Please connections. Please, Utah, they're fake Italians. No, I mean the Sopranos. Oh, oh, I was going to say, they're Italians in Utah. No, there's no chance. There's no chance. You know, I I will get back to you on that. If you find one, preferably a woman. Not that. Mario. I mean the the Yiddish thing. Oh, the Yiddish thing. Oh, I thought you were talking about Italians. I mean, we have a Yiddish word specifically for a non-Jewish woman. So I, I assume. May I ask what this word is? Is called it's a shiksa. A shiksa. Yeah. I can remember that one. Shiksa. Yeah. So Yiddish is a fun language. I will be marrying a shiksa. <laughs> fun, really fun language. Really, really it, fun language. It's true. I mean, no, no, no offense to all women. All women are beautiful. They're all perfect beings. I just don't really want to have to fight my wife over the religion of my children, quite frankly. So, well, actually, is. <laughs> so if your wife is Jewish, then your kids will be Jewish yes. because it's the mother's side. It takes the, it, exactly, exactly. Which, which, which is why I am taking precautionary measures to make sure that if I'm going, if I'm going to marry someone that they're going to be Catholic. Plus, plus my two grandmothers, may God rest their souls, would not be too very, not, would not be happy with me if I did not marry Catholic. Well, okay, you, you, it's more derogatory, actually. Oh, six is, is derogatory. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I so that maybe don't say that you're going to be marrying Shiksa. Oh no, 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 no Shiksa, no Shiksa. Shix, Shix is very much off the table now. Adam, you're spo- you're supposed to be on the ball with your Yiddish. I'm disappointed well, in you. It, 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 that's what it means. It I, means I, a non-Jewish woman. I'm extremely disappointed in you. Whatever. You let me down. You let me down. All right, Bird, let's talk about these quarterbacks. Transition. Transition. Surely. So, uh, yeah, unfortunate news for Taysom Hill. I mean, obviously, he already played in on Thursday. But, you know, I guess the Saints have to turn to Trevor Simeon again. Um, well, well, two things that I need to say. For, first of all, um, the injury to Taysom Hill, they're describing as less than what Russell Wilson had. He does not need surgery. And the current plan, barring anything unforeseen, is that Taysom Hill is going to play through the injury and that Taysom Hill is going to be good to go, which is which is excellent. It's amazing. In the, in the Superflex, I, I actually had Taysom Hill on my bench, and I just said I, I was torn between starting him. And I just said, you know what? I, I just really want to see what, Taysom Hill brings to the table first before I'm going to go and insert him in my lineup. And four picks later, 
Taysom Hill still had 33 points, which is which is ridiculous. He had over 100 yards rushing on on the game. So Taysom Hill is he's he's an elite fantasy option at the quarterback position now as long as long as he plays. He, he had gets 20 great... points despite the fact that he threw four picks. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He has a very nice matchup next week against the Jets. So he will be starting for me next week. And I think it's very fair to say in my, in my ranks, I did not have Taysom Hill as a top 12 option this week just because I wanted to see it first. I just think that there are better options at the position. But next week, I could definitely say as long as Taysom Hill is gets the free and clear to, to play, Taysom Hill will be a top 12 option for me. That's number one. Number two, get your tickets. Get your tickets. The Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Get your tickets. I'm telling you now. I am telling you right now. Stop what you're doing. Pause the podcast. Go get your husband or your wife's credit card and go get your tickets. The Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Mark my words. Honestly, I hope that the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl just so Tom Brady can't be in another one. No, 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 no. You hope that the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl just so you could see what I am like in the week leading up to the Super Bowl. You know, when you put it like that, eh, Tom Brady could get another shot at the Super Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. I no. If the Cowboys and the Bucks face off against each other in the a- in the NFC Championship game, I am rooting for the Cowboys. Oh, that's a because great choice. Tom Brady. That's a great choice. That's, a, a, a that's an excellent face. decision. Excellent decision. But in any event, Taysom Hill looking like he is out of the woods in terms of a of an injury and look like he will give it a go next week against the Jets. So good news. Also, I mean, since we're on this game, that already happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, until Alvin Kamara comes back, if and when Alvin Kamara comes back, I mean, is this more just the fact that Dallas has a pretty good defense, but, you know, Mark Ingram just could not handle the load for Dallas. The Saints and, stink. Yeah. The Saints I mean, yeah. stink. They are a bad football team. They are bad. And one one really has to ask the question, if the Saints are really out of it, does Alvin Kamara come back this year? That's a question that absolutely 100% has to be asked. It's funny that we had this exact same conversation about McCaffrey before he was out for the world out for the season. Exactly. Exactly. And, and McCaffrey's x-rays came back negative. Like I, I, I want to make that clear. It's not like that. They, they found anything and it's like, Oh, McCaffrey has a broken ankle or anything like that. His x-rays came back negative and they still said, you know what? No, you're done. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know if you read as much as Bill Barnwell has a very obvious slant to get towards New England and Tom Brady. I mean, you may have heard he, that once or twice. Yeah, from me. Uh, <laughs> his piece on whether or not you should pay running backs is actually pretty good. You should not pay running backs. Yeah, because really, 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 and and. This is a conversation for, for, for another day because we have to obviously talk about the quarterbacks and, and who to start because people have questions. But na- na- just name me a, a running back who's on a second contract where you could say, yeah, it's absolutely worked. 
in the article, Bill Barnwell basically said, Zeke is the best case scenario and he might lose his job in two years. That's a hundred percent correct. That's dead on. He, he not even lose his job. He may be off the team in two years. Yeah. I mean, he might lose his job next year and be off the team in two. I don't know if Zeke is going to lose his job next year, but off the team in two, yes, that is absolutely plausible with the dead cap situation and how it actually works for the Cowboys if they were to cut Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, but, I mean, a lot of those contracts did not work. I mean, yeah. What does this mean for Saquon? We'll find out. And Great question. Even for, like, guys like DeAndre Swift and Clyde and Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan, John, Jonathan is, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is the one. His contract is going to be very interesting to look at. Yeah, that that is the one. But uh, anyway, let's talk more about quarterbacks. Sure. Because it's a, a big week for quarterbacks. Yeah. And so, I mean, is there anybody that you want to hit first? Uh, yeah. By the way, you can uh, go – read these on my uh, my start sit article for uh, talkingpointsports.com it is all there it is up if you uh, want a more detailed start sit it's all I don't there. know why you don't mention the name of it more it's so cre- it's so great the bird's nest the bird's nest yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. that was that was the name of our boat too which really? I was I was made aware of by my father yes yeah I, and I knew the bird's nest was the name of the boat but I just I the bird's nest, the boat, was not the inspiration for this. It just kind of naturally happened. And then when I sent it to my father, she said to me, oh, you know, it's the name of the boat. I'm like, oh, shit. So thank my mother and my father for that one. Yep. For the for the I, inspiration there. I didn't know you had a boat. Back in the day. Back in the day, we did. Back in the day, we did it. We did have a boat. Um, so the starts this week. Uh, Kirk Cousins going on the Lions. He's just been excellent all year long. Three picks, 23 touchdowns. Kirk Cousins has a 60% completion percentage in every game this year, except for one. And that was against Cleveland back in week four. I just think that, you know, you're looking at Cousins going against the Lions. The Lions just, they, they stank. Cousins should have no problem, no problem putting up 250 and three. I, I think it's a really, really safe floor to assume for, for Kirk Cousins this week against against the Lions. So Kirk Cousins, he, he's a smash, smash play for me. I have him as my QB7 this week. Not to put a damper in this, but I think it would be interesting to see with uh, Dalvin Cook out and Alexander Madison what Kirk Cousins looks like. And also the last time, these teams played each other because this is the second meeting of the Lions and the Vikings. Kirk Cousins had a pedestrian 13.4 fantasy points. Well, if we're going to bring that up now, uh, the last time they played each other as well, Alexander Madison had 153 yards of total offense and a touchdown. I know, but what does that mean for Kirk Cousins? I still think Kirk Cousins is going to have a very good day. Okay. I'm just saying the, the recipe, the recipe is there for this to get ugly and they run the ball with Madison. Adam, I, I, I agree with you, but it's very hard to go back and say, or to, even just sitting here right now, it's very hard to say, oh yeah, Kirk Cousins had a stinker back in week 
was it week five when the yes, when the when his team played week five? Okay, the was, was the last matchup. It's it's very hard for me to just go out and say that. Oh yeah, that exact thing is going to happen again. Especially well, especially now this is now in Detroit. Yes. Well, I'm not saying that the exact thing is going to happen. I'm just saying that I'm sure at the time, if you listen back to our week five preview. I can guarantee you I said he's a smash play in week five. I can guarantee it. Yeah, lock of the century. I I may have said something along those lines. Um, So I just want to say, like, you know, it's not all matchups. You know, fantasy football is only like half of it is matchups. The other half is playing well. Yeah, but but I don't even think it's that. I just think that I also think that there's a chance that Kirk Cousins won't have to do so much because the line just completely sucked. That's that's the point that I can get behind is that there's a real possibility that Kirk Cousins doesn't have to do a damn thing. And Kirk Cousins finishes with 225 yards and two touchdowns. Like that's a possibility. And they just run the ball out with Alexander Madison and Alexander Madison has 20, 25 touches in this game, which by the, which by the way, spoiler alert right now, Alexander Madison is a smash play this week. I have Alexander Madison as, as a top 10 running back this week. I, I love Alexander Madison this week. Love, 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 love. Yeah, I know. While we're on the subject. While we're on the subject. It's it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Be, mon- be mindful of that. Um, anybody else? Re- I mean, I'm sure there are a bunch of people. Uh, a bunch of people. Oh, One yeah. name to really look at, is, and this is not just because he's playing the Jets, but it is, it's because he's like a top five quarterback in fantasy as far as points scored are concerned. I mean, Jalen Hurts is questionable heading into Sunday. And that's a real 50-50 as well. Yeah. That's a real 50-50. But if he plays, Jalen Hurts is a fantastic play. Again, it comes it comes with the floor, with the rushing. And the Jets' defense has just been dreadful over the last couple of weeks. So they, there should be no issue putting up 15, 20 points for, for Hurts. I have him as a QB9. I am lower on him just because him passing last week versus the Giants was a sight for sore eyes. But then again, this is the Jets. I don't, and, think, I don't think you're using that phrase right. What? His passing at the Jets was a sight for sore eyes? Against the Giants was a sight for sore eyes. Against mean, the Giants. He was terrible. He was terrible. Yeah, no. So a sight for sore eyes is actually a good thing. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, forgive me. It's the alcohol, it's the alcohol talking. Um, Hurts Hertz should be fine. He should be. Like, Jake mentioned this on this is on the mailbag. It's actually going to be coming out um, today. Uh, this is going to be coming out Saturday morning and the mailbag will be coming out Saturday afternoon. So Jake mentioned this on the mailbag that there's a possibility that if Jalen Hurts does play, that there's an opportunity there for Gardner Minshew maybe to get some reps in this game. I think that would require this game to be very, very lopsided in favor of the Eagles for that to happen. Or but both, if Jalen I mean, Hurts even, doesn't play. Yeah, even against even if it is lopsided, like lopsided either way, I think that if the game is at it, like listen, crazy things can happen. If the Jets go up like a couple scores against Philadelphia, I mean, I don't think that Nick Sirianni is going to be risking Jalen Hurts any further. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'll I'll hit on a few quick, and then we can go into um, 
into some sits. Uh, Tom Brady going against Atlanta, my QB one for this week. His last four meetings with Atlanta, Tom Brady has averaged 3.7 touchdowns per contest. And I just think this is a get right game for everybody on, on, uh, on Tampa Bay. And by the way, fuck Antonio Brown. Just want to make that abundantly clear. I agree. Fuck Antonio Brown. Wow. We agree on something, Adam. I am stunned. Well, I've always hated Antonio Brown. I've always loved Antonio Brown, but fuck Antonio Brown. Um, Matthew Stafford, heck of a start this week at home versus Jacksonville. Stafford, my, Q, my QB8. Get right game for the Rams. You know, it's interesting. I'm kind of dealing with a bit of a conundrum because I have Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. and Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going up against the worst team or the I worst have, defense against quarterbacks. I have Carr in the column this week as well. Carr was Carr made the article uh, in the in the column. Carr is my QB eleven. Stafford is my QB eight. You're playing Stafford. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm leaning towards playing Stafford, but it it was a tough call. It was a really tough call. I would play Stafford. I would play Stafford. I think he's got the the, the better options there. I note down Waller is a little tricky for uh, for Carr, and then one more one more a little a little bit of a deeper cut, but a big riser this week for me in the in the ranks. Carson Wentz against Houston. Wentz is my QB twelve. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. So uh, sits this week. Uh, Russell Wilson. Can you hear me slamming the desk? Russell Wilson. Oh, boy. Please, God. Please, God, sit Russell Wilson. The Seahawks are terrible. They are terrible, terrible, terrible. Wilson, here's how much I don't like Russell Wilson this week. And I'll, I'll we'll have to do the math on this and just kind of see where Russell Wilson finishes. Uh, the ECR as of as of yesterday, last I checked, the ECR on Wilson was he was QB twelve. I have him at QB sixteen. Wow! I want no part. I want no part. So basically, what you're saying is you wouldn't start Russell Wilson in a fourteen team league. Correct. Which is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Correct. I would rather start Derek Carr over Russell Wilson. I'd rather start Carson Wentz over Russell Wilson. That helps you. I would have rather started Taysom Hill over Russell Wilson. I mean, listen, I understand because Russell Wilson was, he was not good in the half a game he played. He hasn't been good since he got hurt. And yeah, against Green Bay, he wasn't great. Against Arizona, he wasn't great. And against Washington, Washington is the is like a, a stat padding team. You know, and Washington gives Monday up the, night. Well, Washington gives up the most points to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He had 18 point whatever points against Washington. 18.6, I think I saw. And yeah, I mean, Washington is it. They made Cam Newton look like a like fucking 2015 MVP Cam Newton. It's true. And now we see the Cam Newton's cooked. So, Yeah. I, 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 it's weird to say this, but I kind of agree with you. I see. It's not weird for me to say, cause I absolutely despise Russell Wilson. So this is great. I'm loving this. I don't know. I, it just depends on, cause in a 14 team league, who do you have? You have, you have to have a really good backup really. And I mean, who's on the waiver wire in a 14 team league? I would rather start the guy he's going up against in the same game, Jimmy Garoppolo. 
I have Garoppolo one spot ahead of Wilson. I have Garoppolo at QB 15. Let me check it. Let me check on some roster percentages and see who could potentially be on waivers. I would think the Jets guys, maybe Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. Would you start Zach Wilson over Russell Wilson? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hell to the no. Okay, just making sure. I mean, if Mac Jones is available, I guess maybe. Maybe maybe like Matt Ryan would be available. Mac Jones. mm, Jimmy G would be available. That game is going to be very interesting Monday night. That Pats-Bills game. The Bills going to be with after Davius White most important piece of that defense. I'm going to be very curious to see how the bills look after that. I, I Mac Jones was another guy I was going to sit. So, but Mac, Mac Jones is my QB 22. Wilson's my QB 16. So I, I would play Wilson over, over Jones. What about like, I mean, some guy, a person that is definitely going to be available is like, like a Jared Goff, hypothetically. No, I'd rather play Wilson. Okay. Right. I'd rather play Wilson. Like, a t- uh, you want a tough one that I'm torn on? I'll give you my QB 17. Tua. Tua or Russell Wilson? Tua at home versus the Giants against Russell Wilson. I think it's Russell, but I'm not sure. The Dolphins. Well, and then. Which the is Dolphins, crazy. Which is crazy. Dolphins, yes. And the Dolphins are going up against Mike Lennon. Yes. Adam. If you had said to me two months ago, even though I despise Russell Wilson, if you had said to me two months ago that I would be ranking Russell Wilson in the same range as Tua Tungavailoa on the lower end of the scale, I would have called you insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of things that we could have told each other like a couple of weeks ago or months ago, and we would have thought each other were like was insane. We well, I think we, we could insane. have told each other. I think we could have told each other that AB acted out and submitted a false COVID card. And I believe one of us would have probably said, yeah, that sounds like something Antonio Brown would do. Yeah, it's definitely me. I'm like, <laughs> not surprised. Not surprised. The man who, this is a, the same man who threw his furniture out of a window and almost killed somebody. Not surprised. Fair. Fair. But uh, anyway, any other sits? Maybe some. Is there anything more controversial than Russell Wilson? No, no. There's not actually not a lot controversial for the quarterbacks this week. It's actually a very, very good week for for quarterbacks. Actually, yeah, it is. It is a pretty solid week for quarterbacks. Yeah, even when I was writing, even when I was writing the column, that was actually one of the harder sections to write, just because there really are a lot of very, very good starts this week without and you know, putting down sits without saying like the obvious ones was, was particularly hard. I think one thing that's going to be really interesting to look at is Tyler. If he, he's a game time decision, game time decision, but all signs are pointing towards the Kyler is going to play. But like, what is he going to look like? I think he's a hold. I think he's a hold. I think he's, I think he's a sit. I just hope you have a better option. Like, Kyler Murray was dropped in a league this week that I'm in. And I picked him up. Why, and, why wouldn't you? And I now have Kyler Murray with Tom Brady. 
and I could trade one of them for a receiver. Yay. People are are so stupid sometimes. I love it. I love it. It was fantastic. Made it. Yeah. Made my night when I was setting waivers on Monday night, Monday, no Tuesday, Tuesday. And I saw Kyler Murray sitting there. I had to check the waiver order. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm not going to contain my excitement right now. And then when I saw that I was fifth on the order and the two people that I was around were below me, I was like, Kyler Murray got fucking dropped. And they all were just like, what? And they all were rushing. They were rushing to go check waivers to put in their claim, put their claim in. It's a waiver league. It's not a fab league. And I told them, I'm like, guys, don't bother. Don't bother. If you were playing in a fab league, how much do you think Kyler Murray would go for? He would have blown somebody's budget. Yeah. A million percent. That is hilarious. But a yeah, a million percent. He would have blown somebody's budget. No offense to the guy who dropped Kyler Murray, but that is a dumb, 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 very dumb move. Uh, but he's got Patrick Mahomes. So. Well, you could have, ju- I don't know. He could have traded him. He could have traded him. I would have given him something very, very, very nice for Kyler. Here's the thing. So stupidity compounds stupidity because why do you have both Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes and you didn't trade either of them? He traded for Mahomes. Because Kyler Murray got injured? Mm-hmm. Oh. Instead of just picking somebody up off of waivers like Carson Wentz or Derek Carr or who's another guy that was on waivers that was there for a while. Um, Did you mention Taylor Heineke? Taylor Heineke with his friendly schedule could have picked him up. He decided to go trade for Mahomes. Well, that is, that's like the, uh, that's a way War, to do it. That's the daddy Warbuck school of trying to fix your roster problems. Just yeah. But throw, then you, just but then you trade for Mahomes. It. You get those assets to get Mahomes, and you just cut Kyler for nothing. It makes no yeah, sense. I don't know. No, no, no mucho senso. No, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. No, no. All right, let's just move on to the running backs. Please. Um, Big news for injuries. I mean, Miles Sanders is cleared. Um, It's interesting, you know, seeing Clyde pop up in the injury report because he seems like he's always on the injury report, you know, especially after being activated off of IR. Uh, DeAndre Swift is already ruled out. So, you know, doing show doing preview shows on Friday is always fun because you actually get updated injuries. Yeah, exactly. There's actually injury reports to uh, to go off of, and you actually have a clear, clear, a clear situation. Jesus, I can't even speak. A clear situation, a clear picture of what the injury reports are going to look like. I'm looking at Adam right now. He's just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Well, I give vaults. Is there, is, some Yiddish, is, is there some Yiddish cuss word you could say to me right now? No. You, you don't cuss in Yiddish? Well, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. All right, I'll give I'll give you a couple of days. I'm not fluent in the language. I just know a few words. Oh come on, Adam! I'm not fluent in Italian, but I know all the cuss words. Whatever. I, I don't know. I, I don't even fungal. remember. I, you know this. You know this. Fungal. I do. I barely even remember my Torah portion for my bar mitzvah. 
fair, but that, that is something that I think would be very easily forgettable to be quite fair. It's funny. I think they one of like uh, the, the rumors or stereotypes that uh, when you go on birthright, you know what birthright is, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Like they, to try and see if you're Jewish, like they're like, what's your Torah portion? Or like, what does your family do for Passover? Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't think it's, I mean, it never happened to me, but it's just kind of like a funny joke. That is a funny joke. Hey, it kind of had to be there. But anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So running backs. Adam. What do you want to talk about, Bird? Ask me who I love this week. Who do you love this week? Javante Williams. The first time all year that I had Javante Williams ranked higher than Melvin Gordon. I am so excited for Javante Williams. The patience, the patience that you Javante Williams fantasy managers have exhibited has just been beautiful. I thank you all for staying the course, for sticking with the program and waiting for this moment to happen. The moment where we see that Javante Williams is the here, the now, and the future for the Denver Broncos. It starts on Sunday. Javante Williams, a smash play versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Book it. Well, I appreciate the recognition for the co-op because we are such owners of of Javante Williams. I am starting Javante Williams in three leagues. That is how confident I am in Javante Williams this week. Well, if his former UNC teammate is anything to go by, Javante Williams is going to be pretty fucking good. I pray to the Lord. I pray to the Lord. Now ask me about the next one. Because I, I, I do I have something that I could like. You see this pencil? This is terrible radio. This is terrible radio, but I'm going to provide a great visual for everybody. The pencil is on my desk. It is eraser end down. Miles Gaskin is my start of the week for the running back position. If Miles Gaskin does not do anything of substance, this pencil is going through my eyeball. That's going to be even worse radio. And I will sit here. Until Miles Gaskin plays, holding this pencil just like this. And maybe on the review show, I'll be doing it with one less eye. Pencil Watch 2021. Get your tickets. Tickets. Get your tickets. Pay-per-view. Get your tickets. $79.99 ESPN+. Plus. Watch one idiot stab his eye out with a pencil. That's exactly what's going to happen if Miles Gaskin doesn't do anything. Please, oh, you know, please, Miles, I beg you. I fuck. I, 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 I am on my fucking knees. I am begging you. Please don't fuck me. I'm backing you up for once. Don't fuck me. If there is one day that I wanted to have Jake on this podcast with me. Today is that day. Why is that? Because it's fun. Cause I think you will get a kick out of hearing you uh, praise miles Gaskin. And oh, we miles talked Gaskin. about it in the mailbag. 
Oh, the mailbag, we talked about it. We have differing views. That is for sure. Listen, I I have a differing view. Miles got really, really bird. Miles Gaskin has been quietly very good for two weeks. Two weeks. One week is an anomaly. Two weeks is a pattern. And we've seen him do this before where Miles Gaskin finishes the year very, very strong. And then people automatically just go and say, oh, yeah, Miles Gaskin finishes the season strong. We got to rank him as a top 24 running back for next year, breakout pick. We've seen this happen before. Ride the wave. Ride it. Ride the wave. Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. I'm backing him up. All right, then. I can't wait for him to fuck me. I can't wait. Well, I'll be sending out some classifieds for a new podcast host. I, I, I would I would start that. Don't worry. I'm leaving you the podcast in the will. Preferably those with two working eyes. Yeah. Although I wear glasses, so I'm not one to talk. <laughs> oh, sorry, all the people with glasses out there that Adam just insulted you. But he does wear glasses, so I, I, he he's allowed. He's allowed. I am allowed. He's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. He's allowed. I'll allow. I've, I've made it this long in my life without wearing contacts, and I'm, I'm not stopping. True. True. And you look ravishing with your glasses there, sweetheart. Well, listen, I think that I would look pretty weird for a while if I just showed up without wearing glasses. And I would I think, feel weird, too. I think I've seen you without your glasses for a prolonged period of time. Like, it's one thing for you to just take them off here and there and then put them back on. That's one thing. But I think I have seen you without your glasses for a prolonged period of time, maybe once, once or twice. Completely different person. It's like, I don't know you. Yeah. The glasses are part of the Adam Caster look. See, the thing is, so there was one day, I think, either like my glasses broke or I just decided, like, fuck this, I'm not wearing glasses for a, for a bit. You ever walk somewhere and you feel like you left a part of your face at home? Uh, only all the time. That is what walking around without glasses feels like. It feels like there is a part missing from your face. It's like me when I don't, when I don't put some gel in my hair. It literally feels like that I am about 20 pounds lighter or like, or like when you, you ever go on like a trip and you feel like you're, you're, you're ready to, it's like, I'm not talking about like going to like the grocery store. I'm talking about like, you know, you go on vacation and you have all your shit packed, but you feel like as you're going to the airport, you're going to security, you're waiting to go on the plane and you're on the plane, you take off, you're in the air. You ever have that thought in your mind where it's like, Fuck, I know I'm forgetting something. I just don't know what it is. All the time. It's it's kind of like you with the glasses. It's not like I'm forgetting something. It's just that a part of me, it's like a part of me is missing. Almost. Oh, I, for me, it's that I'm forgetting something. Because it is classic, classic me to, to forget something. Great example. Great example. My uh, wedding that I went to a couple weeks ago. This dickhead forgot a belt. So I had to go into the middle of, um, where the fuck was it? Uh, so it was um, Southhold. In the middle of Southhold Village. It's like this little hole-in-the-wall like dress shop. You don't wear a belt? To get a belt. No, 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 no. I forgot the belt. You don't wear a belt. Like, I wear a belt all the time. 
Oh no, I wear sweats. Oh, oh my god, I wear I wear sweats. Oh god, jeans? No, I, I no, I'm not a jeans guy. Well, that's where we differ. Anyway, I, I I I can give you a very detailed description of why I don't wear jeans, but I am too intoxicated to do that. I'm afraid that I would paint such a very vivid picture for our listeners, so I'm just going to choose not to do it for the sake of you and for everybody else. Frankly, I'd rather you not. Okay, good. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, great start this week. I have him as a top 12 play. Darrell Henderson, top 10 play for me. And Jamal Williams, I like as well as a top 24 play. Yeah, just also just one more thing before we move on to sits. There have been moments where I, if I'm not wearing glasses, I reflexively go to like adjust them or like twitch my nose to like like a little uh, like muscle memory. Yeah. Ah. Because they're, I'm so they're, used to they're, it. they're a part of your person, Adam. They are a part of my person. They're basically attached to me. Exactly. Which just led to my downfall when I was little because I would sleep while wearing them and they would break. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds that, that No, no, we don't want that. But now, now that you're an adult male, you are not going to sleep with your glasses because if you break your glasses, it's you that's paying for them. Yeah. Well, I still occasionally do that. Like, well, it's not even like sleeping, it's just like laying on the couch wearing glasses. Like, yeah. Well, before we go into the sets, let me just—I just want to ask you one thing. I'm—I'm I'm now genuinely curious. Okay. When you—when you're like laying on the couch, do you need your glasses to watch like TV? No. Not really. Okay, so you just keep—you just keep them on, just just out of habit. Like, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to. <laughs> it's funny because you have to make like a conscious decision. Like, okay, I'm going to be taking a nap, or like I'm like it doesn't because ju- like. You have to decide. You're taking a nap. Like I'm going to be here for a while. I should probably take off my glasses. So you can't. You don't just like flow into it. You have to. Just you have to know. Wise for you to just take off the fucking glasses, Adam. I I am your financial consultant. Take off the fucking glasses. <laughs> yeah. Not around well, me. Not around me. Keep your glasses on around me. Yeah, no. Well, I think, uh, yeah, last year, around my birthday, actually, I broke my glasses. Like, I, I laid in bed, not even in bed, like, on top of my bed with my glasses on, and I rolled over, and they broke. It's an odd. It's an yeah. odd. One of the arms broke. It was not fun. Oh, no. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness your, your glasses are, are okay now, because you look, you look ravishing tonight, doll. You know, that summer was not fun for things that I own because my phone, I broke my phone or my phone screen got all weird the night that the Rangers won the draft lottery. So well, I can't confirm. I nearly broke my ankle that night. I know you called. I was in Costco with my mom and you called saying what happened. So that was, was pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I nearly broke my ankle from jumping up and down. I was like, oh, the lot, that was tonight. <laughs> oh yeah 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 i didn't think we were gonna win it but of course the nhl is rigged for the rangers so yeah that's why we never gary, gary bettman just big ranger fan well so documented we, we never won a cup for 54 years gary bettman is an islanders fan just putting it out there like he, he's a childhood islanders fan so Anybody who says that, that the NHL is rigged for the Rangers can go fuck themselves. 
when the guy who runs the entire goddamn show is not on this fan. By the way, by the way, we're going to this before we go into the sets. Hit them quick. Hit them quick. Um, how funny is it to see the Islanders just suck? It's great. What it's part of awesome. New York is Gary Bettman from? I don't think he's from New York. I I thought he was from New York. So then why is he an Islanders fan? Well, because he probably grew up in the 80s. Islanders' heyday. Mm-hmm. Bettman is from, he is from New York. Hold on. I'll give you Queens. That makes sense. All right. So he's check that tracks. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's in the middle. He could have been the Ranger fan or an Islander fan. But well, I think usually, I mean, it's funny because New York is uh, New York and LA are the only cities really that has this problem because they have multiple teams in multiple sports. But usually if you're from Queens and you're like, if he's a Mets fan, usually like Mets fans or Islanders fans, and he's probably like a Knicks fan also. I hope he's not a Knicks fan. But anyway. I don't want to have the uh, the same fandom as Gary Bettman. Fuck him. Gary Bettman is a piece of shit. But that's Fuck besides him. the point. Fuck him. I hate him. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, I don't really like any of the Jets guys, honestly, this week. Nope. nope. There's just no lead person. There's no lead guy in the backfield. I mean, I could tell you that I have I, – I, in one league, I have Ty Johnson. In another league, I have Tevin Coleman. Then another league, I have Austin Walter. Just to, like, kind of see who the guy is. But even then, it's just like, do I really want to trust them? No, not really. No. I just realized – I hope my... Austin Walter's the guy because he, he, he looks good. I don't but know. Not not trustworthy enough to start. Yeah, I just realized that Mike Boone is on the Denver Broncos. He is. He yeah, is. That's a name. So if Alexander Madison goes down with an injury, unfortunately, we won't be able to go blow our fab on Mike Boone. For all time's sake. For all time's sake, exactly. Um, anybody else really for six? Um a controversial one. I'm gonna go with Saquon. Saquon for, for me is a sit. I mean, Saquon, Saquon Barkley has done, has done nothing. I was going to say the same thing. He's been shit all year. Yeah, he's done nothing. He At this point, Saquon Barkley is just a name. Like, when, when you're talking about making decisions that are going to make or break your season, like where, where we are at right now, like, this time next week, we're getting ready for the last week of the regular season before we're getting into playoffs. So a lot of teams right now are needing wins. And can you, Adam, I'm asking this directly. If, if you have Saquon Barkley, can you actually rely on Barkley? And I, I, know, I know I'm one of the guys that always says, oh, yeah, player studs. I got it. But Barkley's not a stud. He hasn't been a stud in nearly three years. Well, you can say play your studs all you want, but you also about 20 minutes ago said you should sit Russell Wilson. But again, it falls in the same category. Russell Wilson is not a stud. Russell Wilson hasn't been a stud in a year. And yeah, Saquon Barkley, I, we're a bit wrong. Saquon Barkley had two good games against Atlanta and where he had 21.4 full point PPR fantasy points and 29.6 against new orleans the next week oh oh 
wonderful. I'm just saying, but that, but yeah, other than that, he's been terrible because the week after when he got injured against Dallas, he had 0.9. And then he was out for a bit. Telling you Barkley just, he screams bad news. I mean, how much worse is his situation now that Daniel Jones might be out for a long time? Um, I actually have conflicting views on that. Like, there's a part of me, the the one side says, oh, it's not Daniel Jones. He's going to be playing with, with Mike Lennon. So, backup quarterback sort of thing. So, I, I don't really know how much I can trust him. The other side of me says that there might be an emphasis to get him the ball just because he's playing with backup quarterback. So, it really is. I, I don't know what side of the coin that I'm really on, but this isn't the week to be going and experimenting and trying to figure that out. Like, obviously if, if you're in a position where you're making the playoffs with Barkley already, like if, if you have your seven wins, congratulations, you're, you're in and you can go make, you can go make decisions. But if you're sitting on six wins, you're sitting on five wins and you have to win this week to clinch a playoff spot or get yourself one game closer to a playoff spot. I don't know how much I can really trust Barkley this week. I, I, I really don't. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I don't I didn't like Barkley anyway. Like I've made that very clear in the offseason. Yeah, you've and, made you you did make that very clear. I'll give you credit. But yeah, I just don't think that he's been the same player this year at all outside of two games. No, he hasn't been. He hasn't been. And I mean, the the so the thing with Barkley is, you know, he got his injury. He's injured every year. But, yeah, this year he just hasn't been effective. And, I mean, I don't think he's a first-round pick next year with this track record. I doubt it. He shouldn't be. Maybe it depends on your on where you are. Maybe you got some Giants fans who are hopeful. But who knows if Saquon Barkley even is on the Giants next year. He's. I mean, that's he, what we're looking at. He'll be on the Giants next year. He'll be a late second-round pick. That's that's my prediction as of right now. Would I pick him as a late second round guy? No, but I think he'll be a late second round pick. It, it's like it's like McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey will be a first round pick. Will I pick him in the first round? Absolutely not. Well, the thing about McCaffrey is that when he has been healthy, he has been incredible. But it's when. But it, the thing is, I know. But even when Saquon has been healthy, he's been shit. Give me, give me the guy that is good for 12 of 17 games versus the guy who's great for five out of 17 and the other 12 he's setting. That's, that's just the philosophy that I have with players in general. Like five great games, five amazing, outstanding games is not going to help you in the long run. It, it just isn't unless those five games are coming last two weeks of the regular season, and three weeks of the, of the playoffs. Then great. Awesome. But you got to get there first. And if McCaffrey's five games are only coming at the end of the year and you know, you've made it 12 weeks on McCaffrey, then, then I, I, I guess you're the best drafter of all time. You're playing in a 14th league. <laughs> yeah. Um, another guy that I don't really like this year, it's really, or this week is really two guys. 
it's the Chiefs players, the Chiefs running backs, Clyde um, and Dura Williams going up against Denver. Denver has a pretty solid defense. They do. They do. If Clyde doesn't play, I would I would like I would like Darrell Williams as like a high end RB three. But if it's a split, if it's a split, you have to play you have to play Clyde. But lower expectations for sure. I mean, I know that we're playing Clyde. He's our he's currently our flex in the yeah. co own. Yes. Just because we really don't have too many other Options. players. Options. Yeah. yeah. Because DeAndre Swift is out. DeAndre, great guy. Great guy. I love him. But at least Jamal Williams is good. Yep. That's why. That's why you have your handcuffs, people. That is. Hey, I spent I whoever had DeAndre Swift in um in the other league, it's not co-own. I had 136 fab dollars left. I dropped 70 just to get Jamal Williams. I saw that. I was like, God damn it, bird. I had 136 fab dollars. I needed a running back for this week. What do you want me to do? I'm mad because I had Jamal Williams for like the longest time. Thank you. Thank you. He was on waivers for weeks. What? Whatever. Anyway, that's besides the point. I'm mad that I, I didn't pick him up. Because he was there and he was actually, he was actually, I swear to God, he's actually one of the guys I was considering when I was doing my bench perch. Yeah. Uh, and a and, uh, couple more sits. Patriots guys, Ravens guys, sits. Yeah, that Ravens-Steelers game is going to be low scoring. It's either going to be low scoring or the Ravens are going to, going to absolutely eviscerate Pittsburgh. The two outcomes. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, the game is in Pittsburgh, so that's a factor. I stand by what I said. I, close, I know. Close and low scoring or a blowout for the Ravens. I mean, not that it matters also. Like, what's the deal with James Robinson? That's a name we really haven't heard all that often because he's been very – he's been pretty mediocre the past couple of weeks. He's been, he's been banged up. Um, yeah. Did not practice on Thursday, but did return to practice on Friday. So it looks like Robinson is going to play, but against the Rams, that, that, that's definitely a uh, a tricky one. Where uh, if you have a better option, you probably can get away with, with with sitting James Robinson. Like I know, I know Jake, for example, is sitting James Robinson in the in the column, which makes sense because him and him and I did talk about that. Him and I did talk about that. All fair, all fair, not on. Yep. Um, yeah, so cool. Wide receivers. Uh, Michael Pittman. Huge start. Huge start this week. Going going up against Houston. Pittman, my wide receiver 10 in a game that the Indianapolis Colts simply have to win. Mike Evans going up against Atlanta. 14 career games versus the Falcons. Evans has 10 touchdowns and 74 catches against them. He is a fucking machine, especially against Atlanta. You want more information about Atlanta? Okay. In their last four games, Atlanta has allowed one 100-yard receiver and one touchdown to a receiver in four straight games in five of their last six. 
has it been the same receiver that has gotten 100 yards and a touchdown, or is it just separate? Or like just in each game, in, in each game, Atlanta has allowed one receiver to to, to accumulate a hundred yards, and then they've given up a touchdown to a receiver. Oh, so it's not so it's not exclusively it's not the same receiver that's no, getting hundred yards and a touchdown. Okay, not the same, not the same. But they've allowed both, so it's like normally you have teams that will allow you know because it, easy for a receiver to score. I get it, but you you won't allow a receiver to have hundred yards. Like you can have a, t- a bunch of guys go 80, 60, 50. The Atlanta Falcons have allowed a hundred yards to a receiver in four straight games and five out of the last six. And they've also allowed a boatload of touchdowns. The Atlanta, de- the Atlanta defense sucks, 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 sucks. Evans is my wide receiver eight. I love him. Pending he plays DeAndre Hopkins start for me. I think he comes back and I think he lights the world on fire with Kyler Murray. I was going to say, regardless of who his quarterback is, if it's not Kyler, then my tone changes. Yeah. But from okay. what I understand, it's looking like Kyler is closer than Hopkins, but both should be playing. One player that I saw that you picked up on our team over Thanksgiving break, I think, or earlier, I was pretty weirded out by it because he was basically just an IR stash at this point. But this is around the time of the year that he just does well. It's Devontae Parker. You're welcome. I mean, and also Devontae Parker practiced throughout the week and he could be activated from IR. He's going to play. Yeah. He's going to play and he's going to be starting for us. A hundred percent. Yeah. We're not starting Russell Gage. No, hell no. Hell to the no. I don't even want to start Jacoby Myers, to be quite honest, but it'll give us both sides of the ball for Monday night. So that that that's a little nice. Have a nice little piece for uh for Monday. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, Monday it, night is going to be is going to be our downfall. Well, just to have some pieces on Monday night is is always quite lovely. Um yeah, Devontae Parker is like a top 30-ish receiver. I, I haven't ranked him. As of yet, just because you know, I'm waiting for the official confirmation about whether or not Parker is, is going to play, but all signs are pointing towards that Parker is going to play. And in, in, in that event, um, Parker comes in as a top. I would I would say I'll rank him as like a top 33 receiver. Thereabouts. Yeah. Because when, when he's played, he's been good. In P, in PPR, he 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 has he has accumulated some numbers. I believe he has um, I believe he has like four or five catches in every single game that he's played in this year. So the, the, the production is there. The production is there. And I, I, I think, I think, keyword is think, that James Bradbury could be a little busy dealing with Jalen Waddle. So there's a possibility that Devontae Parker um, has an opportunity to have a, have a nice game versus, versus the Giants. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing. Like you, are, you think about the, this Dolphins team that Devontae Parker left is so different that – or this Dolphins team that Devonta Parker is coming to is so different than the one that he left. It is. It, it's, it's very different. But they're still in it. I don't know how, but they're still in it. Yeah. One receiver that's definitely not playing this week, unfortunately, is Corey Davis. I mean, no. gosh. 
nope, he is out for out for this week. And he was not he I wouldn't have even wanted to, to look his way, quite frankly. Um, Mike Williams is in that boat for me as well. I would be sitting Mike Williams across the board. I am just ice cold on Mike Williams compared to. Uh, kind of like to, Mike Williams himself. Yeah, it's it, it, it's true. Um, I mean, if there's any positive sign for Mike Williams managers is that last week against Denver, Mike Williams had eight targets, which are the most targets that he gathered since week five. So I guess if you're looking for positive, that's something. But Mike Williams comes in as a wide receiver, my wide receiver 26 this week. And then we need to have a conversation about Chase Claypool because Chase Claypool has one touchdown all year long and has two games, two games where he has posted more than 15 PPR points. That's horrific. Th- those numbers are a receiver that belongs on waiver wire. Not We're not even talking about on benches. We're talking about flat out dropped. That's how bad Chase Claypool has been. Well, yeah. I mean, if you did like a blind comparison and be like, like, what would you do to, to player A and you read him out or you read out um, Chase Claypool stat line. I'm sure most people would say, what the fuck is he doing on my team? He's yeah. gone. He's a name. He's a name. And, and that's, that's kind of it. I mean, he was drafted in a spot where he's not really like a bust per se. Cause he was like a mid round sort of guy, late to mid round sort of guy, like round eight, nine, 10. But he hasn't been good. Well, he's been hurt like all year. Yeah, but the hurt the hurt thing only goes so far with me. It, it, it's like you're hurt, but you're playing. It, it, it's like Zeke. It's like Zeke. You're hurt. You have a bad knee. Everyone sees it. You're not yourself, but you're playing. Yeah. I, just I let, understand. Just let Tony Pollard play, Dallas. Please let him play. Tony's great. I love Tony. I think they're just like afraid that Tony Pollard is going to be really good and they're going to have no choice but to just put Zeke on the trade block. Good luck finding anybody to take that contract. I know. Honestly. Uh, and then one more one more sit before going to the uh, the tight ends. Uh, the Buffalo guys, not named Stephon Diggs. Yeah. So Emmanuel oh. Sanders, Cole Beasley. And yeah. Gabriel Davis, you want to put him in there too. I mean, yeah, because was there number one corner in new england jc jackson uh jc jackson yeah he's not really a shadow guy is he no he's not a shadow guy but bill belichick we all know belichick's formula he goes for one guy in that offense and he takes them away and the one guy that he's going to take away is going to be Diggs. yeah or at least he's going to try to take away so it's going to be for josh allen it's really going to be a matter of there's an oppor- there's a chance that Allen's going to have to find other guys to beat New England other than other than Dix. And th- th- this is a huge game. This is a humongous game. Yeah, I mean, this is for divisional supremacy, playoff seating. Yeah, but New, Eng- New England wins this game. They're two games up in the division, <sighs> which is wild. Oh. Two years of the Patriots being shit is was fun while it lasted. It really was. Except Tom Brady still won a Super Bowl. And but 
Mac Jones has given Bill Belichick 10 more years of coaching. Uh, what do we do? What did you, Joe? I swear Joe Namath made a deal with the devil to win that Super Bowl. In the, probably. He probably. totally did. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I love Bill. I speaking, would have liked. Speak, speaking of Bill, if we go on to the, uh, to the tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, top four tight end this week. I love him. Start him. Well, actually, I was going to try and smoothly transition into you're talking about the Monday night game. I mean, sure. you're talking and you were talking about uh, Stefan Diggs being taken out of the picture, so to speak. Yeah. Does that mean better things for Dawson Knox? In theory, yes. But he's just so touchdown dependent that if he doesn't score, you're going to be saying, why did I start him? And the Patriots give up the fewest amount of points to tight ends. Sounds like most tight ends. He's in that range. He's in that range of tight ends where you need him to score. He's in that Mike Kosicki range, that Dalton Schultz range, Zach Ertz. Yeah, he's in that range where you really need him to score if he's going to return any value. Gronkowski's not in that range. Logan Thomas is not in that range. I love Logan Thomas this week going up against the Raiders. I love it. Dalton Schultz didn't score on them last week. Yeah. Yeah, the Raiders are awful against tight ends. Awful. Logan Thomas is a great, and I mean great, play this week. So fire him up. And then pending clear concussion protocol, which I believe he has, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Pat Fryer. He has. He has no red letter next to his name. That is outstanding. Frymuth has scored five touchdowns in the last five weeks. So keep riding the hot hand with, with Frymuth. Yeah. I mean, especially since it looks like Ebron's still going to be out. Yep. So yep. that's Which great news for Frymuth. should see a lot of targets. Great news for him. Yes. In a, in a, in a big game too. And, and I think the one, the one part of Buffalo, uh, of Buffalo, of Baltimore's defense, which they struggle with, is against the tight end position. So the the formula is there for Fryermouth to, to have a nice week. Um, you know, you talked about Gronk, but his opposite number in that game, is this like, I mean, what are you looking at for Kyle Pitts? I'm done with Pitts. Is this like, is this a game like if he has a good game, he's going to win you back? Um. For most fantasy managers, probably just because of how bad the tight end position is. I mean, I have Pitts as my tight end seven, so he's in the startable range. But he's like he he's like the last guy of the start him and expect something, and then the need a touchdown to be a good start kind of guys. What is your top seven, by the way? My if top you seven off the top of your head. My top seven for the tight end position. Let me bring. Let me just bring it up. Because I'd be interested to see where Hawkinson ranks on that. If he does, I believe he does. So my top seven for the position. I have Kelsey at one, Mark Andrews at two, George Kittle at three, Gronk at four. Hawkinson at five, Dalton Schultz at six, Kyle Pitts at seven. Interesting. Yes. Well, I guess 
Yeah. Well, I mean, Dalton Schultz obviously is irrelevant now because they played. And yep. And he, he was, was okay. not not a good not a good start there. But Fryermuth Fryermuth is right behind uh, Schultz. Yeah. Because I'm just I'm curious about Hawkinson because he's just I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I mean, you got to you got to play. I know. But he just has been so disappointing. Like he's been disappointing as a tight end, but he's still like based on points, he's the number 4 ranked tight end in ESPN leagues. Like it's because crazy. The tight end position is so bad. And he had two really good weeks to start the year, but um yeah, it the tight end position has been really bad. I had a colleague of mine tell me this, and I'm really starting to subscribe to this theory more and more, that you cannot take players from bad teams and expect them to win you a championship. You need to be taking good players from great teams, and those are the guys that help you win championships. And he's right. He's 100% right. Well, I mean, I think DeAndre Swift might have won people a couple of championships or a championship if he stayed healthy all year. I don't know about that. He's on the Lions. But he's been good. Well, in PPR, he's been good. But there have also been games where he has not been good. I don't know, the 49 uh... He's very... He's very hit or miss, Swift. He's got a nice floor. I'm not going to debate that. But there have been times where Swift, and not to any fault of his own, due to the limitations of his own team, he's just been meh. Very, very, very meh. I mean, Matt Stafford has been amazing. was such a good fantasy quarterback for all those years when the Lions were either mediocre or terrible. Because Matthew Stafford is good. Najee Harris is not good. I'm aware. But like Najee Harris, even the Steelers look lost, but Najee Harris is probably going to win some championship. Because the Steelers, the Steelers aren't an awful team. They're not awful. The Steelers aren't good, but they're not awful. Okay. They're not awful. They're not awful. And very, then very quickly, and uh, then we can get on out of here. I'll give you some, some rapid-fire sits for the tight end position. Uh, we mentioned Dawson Knox. I would sit him personally. Noah Fant, I would be sitting as well because I just anybody on Denver, I, I just can't trust right now. And then Mike Gesicki as well. Um, he only ha- he has not had 10, uh, 10 or more full-point PPR points in his last five games and only has two touchdowns all year. That, that That's just not sustainable enough for me to be starting well, that is just the Mike Kosicki formula. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Um, anything else? Or you, uh, you want to get on out of here? I am good to go. So right. let's do it. All right. Good luck, everybody, this week. Thank you for listening. Oh. I thought, man, you really are drunk. <laughs> I'm saying good luck. Oh, I thought you were like doing the, the outro. But no, I guess no. not. No, I was just no. saying good luck. Oh, okay. I was saying well, good. I was saying good luck to my people. Good, good luck. Good luck this your week, people. Your people. Good my luck people. as well. My people. Good luck for me as well. Hope everything works out for you in fantasy. Hope all of your leagues 
provide you with wins. I hope all I hope all of your dreams come true. Thank you for that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find and all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host Ed Bridsall, I'm Adam Castor, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.